For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. This is an OXP audio experience. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast, brought to you by the one and only OXP Media and the Battle Canada series. And, and people, if you see me smiling, grinning ear to ear, look at the guest that I have for you today, Wendy Sparks, the host of Courtside Moms and the mother of Orlando Magic Center, Kem Birch. Wendy, thank you for taking the time to come on this program. Well, Michael, thank you so much for having me. I feel so blessed to be here. I mean, you could have chosen a million other people and you chose to spend some time with me. So for me, that's a blessing. So no, thank, thank you. Thank you. So, so Wendy, where are you right now? You're over in, in Nova Scotia? I am. I recently uh, came to Nova Scotia in the month of June from Montreal, born and raised. And I said, you know, it's just time for a change. Plus, my studio um, where I do Courtside Moms is here, and I really wanted to just be here um, and just really tackle on my show and just grow it. And I felt that if I'm here in the city, I can do that better. So that's why I'm here. So wait, have you been there before? Oh, you... yeah. My family's from here. Oh, really? I did not know that. I did not know that at all. You know what? For me, it was bittersweet because my parents are here now. I have cousins, you name it, aunts, uncles, like my family's here, my brother. So for me, it was like coming home. So I, I'm so comfortable here. It's nothing new about uh, Nova Scotia for me at all. What's the biggest difference between uh, Nova Scotia and Montreal? <laughs> the city life is so different. Montreal, uh, we are so quick and fast and no patience and here oh, yeah. everybody's just chill so okay. it took me a while to get used to that trust me i know all about that i'm from montreal as well I'm there you go montreal. i did not know that oh yeah ndg baby ndg what me too born and raised man and you too <laughs> yes oh my gosh i grew up playing you know um there's a rec center liola yes oh yeah i grew up um playing at liola and uh went to wager for my first year of school Wow. Okay. I did. I did. I went to Wager. I went to Royal West. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. My brother, I think my sister went there as well. But, um, but yeah, Montreal is, uh, it's a, it's a different place. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not the same as Toronto. I never seen anywhere like it. Um, yeah, but, but tell me how did, so your son, um, Kemp, how did you end up getting him into basketball? Or did he do that for himself? He did not. Actually, 
him growing up did not like basketball. Wow. He was actually a football player and basketball came by accident, believe it or not. He started when he was six. I think it was six or seven. I put him in uh, the Jewish Y in, uh, in the West Island. That's where we lived at the time. Mm -hmm. And I put him on the team there. And I guess the, the, the natural instinct goes, oh, he's tall. So that's the sport I'm going to put my child in. I don't know. And he didn't like it. <laughs> and he didn't like it because the coaches were like, oh, just pass the tall kid. Don't worry. And that was the only one play they had. And he didn't like that. He was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a team player, mom. I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, cool, find another sport. And he started playing football. And I mean, this kid was like MVP, all-star. Ken was fantastic. He went to Ottawa, played um, football there. Fantastic. And then one day he just said, I don't want to do this anymore. Really? And I said, okay. Yeah, just one day he was like, I'm done. And I said, all right. And he was living in Ottawa at the time with his dad. So he said, can I come home for the weekend? And I said, absolutely. And he comes home and we were at the NDG rec center. Mm -hmm. And someone comes to the gym and Cam was just shooting around because there was just a ball there. And he was shooting around and someone said to him, wait, do you play basketball? And he's like, no. And he's like, you should. He says, your coordination is fantastic. And then he said to me, can I please take your son with me to, um, to Syracuse for the weekend? I want him to meet one of the coaches. I was like, hmm. I said, okay. And Kim went and then all of a sudden he's an, he was an overnight sensation. And he was young. He was like 13 maybe then. Mm -hmm. And after that, I'm like, okay, let's pursue this. And I asked him, do you like basketball now? And he said, it's okay. So we put him, we started, <laughs> he started playing. He was playing AAU and he was playing in Ottawa. Then he came back to Montreal and he was playing AAU. And then at one point I'm like, you have a talent. And not because I'm the mom and I just figure, you know what I mean? Everybody thinks their child's incredible, right? As a parent, we're supposed to. Mm. But I was like, no, you know what? There's, he, he's, his talent is a little further. It's more ahead than a lot of the players. Let's see if this can be developed. And that's just how it all started. I mean, joking but serious question here. I mean, I told you I'm a broadcast assistant for the Raptors and I'm on the court. I've seen your son up close a few times. I mean, seriously, what were you feeding him for breakfast? That man looks like he is, he looks like he's built out of stone. Like it is unbelievable. You, <laughs> okay, so as a young child, Cam used to eat everything. I mean, every, you know what? It's so funny. On his first birthday, I'll never forget. We had his first birthday at McDonald's and Cam, one years old, ate a whole big oh. bag <laughs> by the... Yeah, a whole big bag. And I'm like, wow, this kid's going to cost a lot of money in food. <laughs> no, he just always had an appetite, always had a beautiful, beautiful, good, good, good appetite. He was never hard to feed. Still isn't. Unbelievable. So, so tell me now, I want to dig into uh, learn a little bit more about you. Uh, tell me what it was like growing up in your household as a child and adolescence. Yep, yep. As a child, I have two hardworking parents. My parents are fantastic, and they were all about myself and my and my siblings. Um, I used to be involved in a lot of activities. My parents always made sure that I was active. So I did piano. I did um, basketball. I did ballet. You name it, tap dance. I tap dance up until from I was seven years old up until now. I still do. Parents always made sure that like the kids, we always had something to do. Growing up in NDG, I mean, I lived on Randall, so all the park was right there. So I had a lot of friends, you know what I mean? I was, 
always running up down the road, roller skating. Mm-hmm. I was a busy kid. So oh, okay. if there was anything going on, I had no idea. I was oblivious to it because my parents made sure that we were always happy. Nice. What kind of, what kind of student were you? I wasn't a bad student. I wasn't an A++ student all the time, but, but I was very attentive because for me, I always knew that education is going to push me further. And the older I got, the more interested I got because I understood the point. Because you go to school because you're told to. Pretty like, much. You know what I mean? As a kid, you go, yeah, you go to school, you get up in the morning, go to school. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't want to go because you feel forced. But then I was like, well, hold on. What's the point of this? And, I'm, and then I would realize, well, I'm learning this to do this. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I want to be able to go further in life. You know what I mean? Because I was able to foresee my future. Mm-hmm. I saw Wendy as a little girl. I saw Wendy as this, this woman who was doing different things. So for me, school became very important. So I went from like that B student to that A student because I wanted to make sure that I was able to secure my future. So like the things that your parents taught you, did you end up teaching the same things to chem or did you kind of change it up a little bit? Um, I would say most of it, um, it always comes from the parent, right? Um, but I had to modernize it a bit, of course, because I kept with the times, like, you know what I mean? Like things change and we graduated a long time in life. Right. And, and, and I, I was able to evolve and say, okay, I don't know, back in the day we did this. Well, today it's this. So learning, for example, was different. I mean, I was given a book, we went to the library Remember we used to have those little encyclopedias and stuff. Oh, and yeah. You know, God. yeah. Britannic encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents still have one, by the way. Anyway, so <laughs> I know it irritates me every time I see it, but <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And then I brought my kids up and I'm like, okay, there's different ways we can learn. So now we would get up and go to the library. We would watch more TV. I would rent videos and things like that. And then now we're moving into the world of the of internet and different things, right? But I was always able as a parent to instill the good values that my parents taught me bring it to my boys but I was able to always put a little twist in it because they're different right? they're boys they're not you know what I mean they weren't they weren't growing up as trying to be little princess it's like mm-hmm. I was I thought I was a princess you know what I mean because that's how my parents treated me right so I had to treat my boys like the princes that I thought they were okay so so tell me about your life now compared to what you thought it would be say at your 18 year old self do you th- are you where you want to be um, do you, you know what I mean? Do you still have um, ambition to do certain things you haven't done yet? I mean, what's in store for you now? Oh, absolutely. I want to do more. I'm okay with where I'm at because I put myself here. So me saying that I'm not happy would be my own fault, right? So for me, I learn and I grow every single day. And I'm learning my personality, my personality. You know what I mean? I'm learning who is Wendy? Because now I, I learned a lot of lessons. Like someone would say, well, who are you? And I would say, oh, well, I'm a gym at a hotel and I do this. And it's like, no, 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 no. Who are you? Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm a dancer. And I was like, no, no, no. Who are you? And it made me realize they're talking about my inner self. Who is Wendy person? You know what I mean? As a person. And it took me a long time to realize that there's a persona of Wendy and who is she and what does she do? And I'm that person that wants to help everybody. I love, love, love to be a resource to people, but a resource from what I know and not what I think I know. 
So I live and I grow every single day. I get up and I read something. I'm always, you, you name it, I'm there because I want to grow. And then I want to pay it forward because I want to teach the next person everything that I've learned. So that's who I am. So there's a difference between today than what I was at 18, because at 18, I thought I knew all. Well, what's the definition of happiness to you? <laughs> my kids. For me, my kids and my grandkids, that's, that's, that's happiness in a nutshell. That's all I care about. Like really and truly, that's what it is. Look at when I speak to my boys and, and I can hear the smiles on the phone, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Man, yeah, it's so true. Sometimes I'm at work, I'm just thinking about coming home to see my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just a big smile. They're always happy, especially my, mine are little, right? I got a daughter who's two and another daughter, four and a half months. Always a big smile. Always want to play and laugh. And I mean, you're absolutely right. But let me ask you this, Wendy, if, if, if you can go back and, and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you say? Trust in yourself. That's the first thing I would say to myself and don't believe everyone because when you're 18, you see yourself, you have no idea who you are. You think, you know, and you believe anything that sounds good. And for me, I would just, I would listen to people and I'm like, okay, that sounds great. This is what you're supposed to do. And I would do it. And then when things would happen after, then I'm the only one shocked that, you know what I mean? That, oh, this didn't happen, right? Yeah. The way I thought it was going to happen. So now my, my 18 year old self, I would say, ask questions and figure out why people are telling you what they're telling you, why are they doing what they're doing? And why do you feel the need to get involved? Because that's very important because we can only blame ourselves for the situations that we put ourselves in, right? Everything in life to me is a choice. I mean, mm -hmm. it's how we grow, right? I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes we have to get burnt to learn and that's fine but don't do it again but do you remember any situations or something that happened to you in life that uh changed i guess the outcome of your thoughts like something Absolutely. drastic that happened yes uh, well tell me about okay. it yeah 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 <laughs> i'm thinking i'm like hmm there's a lot of things when i look at the path that that Kim and I took, mm -hmm. I wish I could have, there's a lot of things that I would say I would never do differently, but I wish I knew or I put more effort into learning um, or asking the right people. Because, what do you mean, like learning in general or Well, because when you're raising a pro athlete, mm -hmm. you don't know. People come at you and their information is correct, of course, right? Because people just become instantaneous, whatever, business managers and financial advisors and all kinds of nonsense that they, that they, they deemed themselves to be because they saw it on law and order. And all of a sudden they're a lawyer. Right? They know everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. So for me, it was, okay, I'm asking you, what do you think I should do? And then they'll give me their opinion. And I'm like, okay, well, let me try this. And then we would exercise it, but it didn't always work out the way we wanted. It didn't work out to benefit us. It worked out to benefit the person that I asked. So sometimes I wish that I had taken a, like a second and a third and even a fourth opinion first. Like, you know what I mean? Because time was so quick that I would just take maybe the first two opinions. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the route that I should have gone. So for me, that just, it, it could have set back 
a couple of things. I mean, he is where he is now, and that's not because of the, the, all the decisions that I made, but I'm just saying that there's things that I wish I would have just like really stopped and thought about as a parent and said, mm, no, maybe I'll wait. Is there anything that you worry about with your son playing in the NBA? Um, yes. I worry about every single player with this or mental health issues. And the reason why I say that is because people, and there's nothing wrong with Cam, but the reason why I say this is because a lot of people don't understand the pressure it is to be, to be a pro athlete. I mean, here you have these kids that they're at home with their parents, everything is paid for, everything is great in their minds, right? They don't care where the money comes from. They just want to eat. They just want to be able to have that yeah. PlayStation or Xbox. They just want to be able to have the cable, the money to go play on the, the recreational sports teams. Then they move forward. They go to college. Uh, well, everybody's paying for them again. And then they get to this job and they're given millions of dollars. So these kids don't understand really, really what it is to live. They have no idea, you know, because they, everything was for them was just so easy. And I'm thinking, wow, y'all don't know. So my, my worry sometimes is, you know what? That pressure that people put on you can be a lot for someone to handle because no one was bothering them before when they were broke. Now that they're rich, everybody's coming to them mm. as a player. You know what I mean? I don't really think that's the case with Kim now, but I'm sure it probably was. I mean, let's yeah. just call it real here. You know what I mean? I don't know. Cause you know, I never really had that conversation, but I'm sure it was. And for also another thing for health issues with him, it's um, you never know from one day to another in the NBA. Great to get there. Whole other ball game to stay there. Right. The teams Absolutely. love you mm -hmm. until they don't. Right. Yeah. And for me as a mother, I mean, I understand that's the name of the game, but when you look at your child and you're like, wow, I wonder if this, how this would affect them should something happen. Just like when he went undrafted, my first worry was, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? Because to see that pain in him, that was a lot. That was a what lot. Was, what me. was it like that night? What was the experience like to see that as a mother? It was, for me, it was horrid. I'm sitting there. We were, we were at a, a hotel in Manhattan. And we were on the phone constantly. And Cam was in the room with his friends and I was in the lobby. We went to a hotel. I was in, a, in the lobby with his dad and his stepmom and the family and we're all there. And we noticed Cam kept pulling away because he was getting more and more and more nervous. You know what I mean? Uh, round one comes I mean, beginning and end, you know what I mean? Round two comes now that I call him 33rd player, 34th, 35th. And I'm contacting his agent. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. But then it goes back to the conversation we had months ago. He's like, are y'all sure this is what you want to do? And I said, Cam, are you sure this is where you want to, like, you know, do you want to declare or do you want to wait another year? But because he felt the situation he was in at the time wasn't the best for him, he says, I'd rather take my chances than stay another year at UNLV. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Because a lot of people say, oh, you guys should have waited. But nobody knows the ins and outs. Nobody knows nothing, right? So that night, just seeing him... Um, not get drafted was very, very, very painful for me. You know what I mean? But you can't show that in front of your kid kind of thing. You know what I mean? He was devastated. So I couldn't be devastated when I was in his presence. You know what I mean? We're like, okay, Cam, it's all, you know, it's, it's great. We're going to move forward. We're going to figure out a way. It doesn't mean that you're not going to play. Next step is now get you on the summer teams. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Let's see, maybe you can sign a contract from the summer teams. Maybe you can do that. And he did. I mean, he played, um, I believe it was Washington Wizards, then Brooklyn Nets. 
and then he played with the with the Miami Heat, Miami Heat? and yeah. they signed him, but then they waived him a few months later. Mm-hmm. So that night, October first, two thousand fourteen, when he when they released him from Miami Heat, reminded me back to June. I think it was June twenty fourth, two thousand fourteen. And those two, for me, is like one and the same, because if you're looking at your kid and you're hearing them be defeated or feel that they're, they're defeated because their, their dream is gone. So, yeah, very hard. Well, it's crazy because you talk about 2014, even until now, he's already been in the NBA longer than the average basketball player. <laughs> well, he's, well he, he only got in the NBA in... Um, no, he, this is his third season with the Magic. And he, he went so, overseas too, right? And then came back. Yep, he went G League first. So yeah. the Miami Heat waived him on October 1st, and they said, we're going to put you on our G League team in Sioux Falls, um, South Dakota. Mm. So that's where he was. So he played there um, for a season. And then from there, he went to Turkey. And at that point, it just made more sense. Because G League, the point of going to the G League. And you ain't making no every, money in the G League. There you go. Hello. Like, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Zero. Work with me at FedEx. You know what I'm saying? It's like, thank you. It's like, it, it was like 25000 is what they made. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. Yeah, 25000 It was can't like, do, do you want to do nothing with that? Not, not yes, and the living, name. well, that's it. And the living situation isn't the best. You have a roommate. The places aren't the best that they give you because the money within the G League is different. And everybody seems to think that it's this lavish uh, life, and it's not. Mm-hmm. So, you have these kids that are just thrown in these houses and like, okay, we'll live here. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, whatever. Like, here's your salary and may, may God be with you. We'll pay for you when you're on the road to eat, but any other time, God be with you. So you have to make your $25,000, you know, make do with that, right? So the decision came when an offer came for Turkey and was like, okay, now you have a, a way bigger salary overseas or do you want to sit here and try again for the NBA? But then the option for him was very smart. He's like, you know what? I want to go overseas because basketball is different there. Totally different. And you learn more, you learn differently. It's crazy over there. That's it. And Cam was smart enough to understand that. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are like, no, 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 I'm not going overseas. And Cam's like, see you, bye. Because he said, I want to develop Cam. So he was very smart. So he went there, you know what I mean? And he says, okay, I'm making great money here. But for Cam, First, it was really about being able to be on the court, first and foremost. Yep. For him, the money came after, which I appreciated with Smart him because it sacrifice. kept him humble. Right. Yeah, but it kept him humble. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, 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 okay, I get it. You're going to give me this amount of money, thank you, but whatever. For me, I just want to be on the court and play, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you're overseas, it's different. Different culture, different foods, different people. Now you really got to... You're, you're selling your soul because now you've got to trust these people. They could be telling you anything. You got two people that speak English, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of them are, and some of the, his teammates were American. So it's like they gel together. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like, oh, we speak each other's language. We're cool. We're cool. You yeah. know what I mean? And then from there, um, he signed another contract and he went to Greece. Totally different culture. Now you have Turkey and you have Greece. Totally, you know what I mean. So must be a great experience, a, a great experience for him growing up too, right? As a you young see the man. world for free, right? If you go back to AAU, Ken was traveling all over the a, the the U.S. Right, you know what I mean. And then he started progressively seeing the world. Playing Turkey, he saw the world. I mean, you know what I mean. They play within Turkey, but after they start playing outside of Turkey in Greece, it's the same thing. It teaches you to I grow up speaking. at the same time. You know? That's it. That's it. And they're young. It is all there. It's not mm-hmm. like these, these are men in the 25, 26. Kim's only 28 now. 
I mean, mm. these kids are like 20, 21, you know what right. I mean? Even going back to 19. And for him, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would call him, you know, or text him, where are you in Russia? Russia. <laughs> I'll call him again, where are you I'm in Israel? I'm like, what? You know, the guy saw Israel in pictures in my Bible. That's where I see that. You know what I mean? And here's this, my son standing there. So it was awesome. Do you know what I mean? To think that, wow, you're able to see the world for free, live the way you want to live, um, have your dream job, and you're everywhere. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that experience was wonderful for him. And then he got the call to come to the magic. And now he's entering his, um, no, his, no, he's played three seasons with the magic. Now he's entering his last. Okay. So tell me about courtside moms and how you came up with the idea for this show, because yes. this, I mean, so I first, how did I first start hearing about this show? The first episode I think I ever heard was the episode with Nikhil Alexander Walker's mom. Yeah. Um, I heard that one and my, my wife really wanted to hear it because she's actually Nikhil's cousin, but she's, oh, okay. only, she's only met him a few times. I met him once, I think at a wedding one time. And I was like, wow, she's Wendy Sparks. I was like, who is Wendy Sparks? <laughs> and, see, and I said, wow, this is a really interesting um, podcast idea. I've never seen anything like this before. You're going to be interviewing players, mothers and stuff like this. I said, wow, this yes. is incredible. Then as the show started coming along, I started seeing more and more interviews. And I was like, to me personally, uh, because I haven't seen anything like it, I think your show could really blossom into something really big um, yeah. in its due time. Um, there are still people who probably don't know about your show yet. Right. But there are people who do because I've spoken to them about it, right? So, so mm -hmm. for, for, so for the people who are going to be listening to this podcast who don't know about your show, tell them a little bit about it. Sure. Well, I chose to do courtside moms because raising a pro athlete is not easy. People assume players are born with talent and do not have to put much work into it. And they automatically end up as stars. And that's not the case. There's so much info out there now about pro players, but nothing about their journey and where it all began. So I needed to create a platform for the important stories to be told. And I felt that no one can tell these stories better than their mothers. Because I sat there myself as a mom, I would listen to people say things and I'm like, you have no idea. They just think that all oh, the multi-trillionaires all of a sudden, these kids, and it's just life is great. And I'm like, no, that's not true at all. Cam didn't wake up and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? He was doing crossovers and he was, you know what I mean? Like now yep. the, the next Michael Jordan, that's not true. And I wanted people to understand because people are ignorant to it. It's almost like they think they just got lucky. Thank you. And you know what I mean? And I always tell people, you're lucky when you win the lottery. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You work hard to get to the NBA. It's not given. I mean, there's some players where it's easier than others, but at the end of the day, they still had to work. Like I get up in the morning, you know what I mean? Get in my car and I go to work and I work hard for what I do. It's the same thing. This player gets up, he goes to wherever he plays and he has to work or she have to work hard to get noticed to get to the next level. So it's the same thing. And I don't think people understand that it's a sport, but it's still a job. 
Yeah. And that's what my show is about. It's really to be that resource for people of up and coming players and teach these parents. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to just minimize my audience, but I want people, parents, you know what I mean? To understand, well, hold on a second. How did this person get here? Because I have a child and I would love my child. I would love to entertain my child as a, you know what I mean? To, to the life of becoming a pro athlete, but I have no idea how it works. So I just want to hear. And there's no better to hear than testimonials from the people right. that actually mm -hmm. are there. So me, my show is all testimonials. I ask the mothers flat out questions that I, you know what I mean? And they're telling what happened, the truth. And that's what Courtside Moms is about is the truth. So tell me, uh, tell listeners about um, who are some of the moms you've had on your shows? I have Chris Paul's mom mm -hmm. um, on my show, Robin. Amazing. Sue Danforth, yeah. um, Fred Van Vliet's mom. Um, like you said, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I had his mom at Nikki on the show. I had uh, Rhonda Burke, Trey Burke's mom from Dallas Mavs. Uh, Matt Mooney's mother was on the show. Um, Wow. Uh, Nafisa Collier's mom, because I do WNBA as well. Awesome, yeah. Um, I had Kim Hampton, actual WNBA legend. I mean, yeah, yeah, love I, that show. Yes, <laughs> you know it's funny. I I did a show with her a few months yes. ago with Kim Hampton. She's fantastic. Yeah, isn't she fantastic? She is, For me, yeah. that show it it just resonated with me because here I'm talking to this woman who did the actual first tip off in the WNBA. I know, I know. So to listen to her speak, I was like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? So her journey is amazing too. Yep. Yep. All around the world her. as well, over in Europe. That's it. Yep. That's it. And what people don't understand is becoming a pro athlete as a woman, not the same as a man. Let me tell you, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of WNBA women have to play all year round because they have to eat. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The salaries are not the same at all. So these women, they can't be like NBA players and they play from October, just say till April, May. And you which know is, what I mean? And then which is pretty funny, actually, because what I tell a lot of people is when you actually watch the game and have played the game coached, I mean, I coach probably maybe 11 or 12 years. Um, female pound for pound basketball skill is actually better than males in my opinion in my opinion mm -hmm. right sure. to me the only reason we flock to the men more is because they're running faster and jumping higher that's it yeah. from yeah. a basketball standpoint i actually think the women are better when you actually watch how they play because more of it when it comes to women's basketball comes down to skill I was right? just going to say skill. Yes. Men, for the most part, when you're better, when you actually watch a lot of these guys, it's because you're Russell Westbrook and can run and jump over everyone to mm -hmm. a certain degree. Let's just mm -hmm. be honest here. It's true. You know, so it's true. It's, it's, I mean, what's your opinion on that? You know, I don't like the fact that the WNBA or any kind of pro women's sports don't get the same respect as a man, as a, as a man's um, team or men's team or sports. Um, nothing more irritating than that as a woman because like you're saying you know these women are in the gym they're developing just like an nba player why can't they get the, the same respect i remember going to madison square garden with Kem, and he was playing a game with unlv and before that game they had um college girls play 
the game was fantastic. I don't remember the two teams that were playing, but let me tell you, the gym was, or the arena was empty. Mm-hmm. As the games were going along, more and more people were pulling in, pulling in, pulling in, full. Now there's a men's game. And I'm like, why? I noticed the girls' game wasn't televised. You now, all of a sudden, all kinds of cameras were on the court. And I'm like, well, where, why weren't they there two hours ago? You know what I mean? So the respect level isn't different in many aspects. Why is it that a lot of NBA clubs, why is it that they go um, charter flights? But yet WNBA, you know what I mean? And women's sports, they, they, go, they go commercial. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like the respect level is not the same. The sponsorship isn't the same. I went to a lot of um, tournaments and I remember they had a women's game and then they had a men's game. During the women's game, they're playing. During the men's game, I see them peeling off all signs. And I'm like, why are they peeling off the signs? Oh, no, no. Well, those companies don't sponsor the women. So I can't be there while the women are playing. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Women will get off. All, all the signs go back on again. And I'm like, <laughs> and yep. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's just, but that's just life. So to me, I'm all for women empowerment. I love to speak to WNBA um, players, moms, mm-hmm. and talk about the things that they do. You know what I mean? Like when I was speaking to Nafisa Collier's mom, oh my gosh, I love this woman. She was saying back then, um, they wanted her daughter, they wanted their daughter to play basketball. And the AAU team in their county was like, yeah, we have enough players. We're good. And I was like, what are you talking Okay, but my daughter is fantastic. I'm like, yeah, we're good. So they decided to start their own AAU team. And that team just came and wiped everybody. And then now she's in the WNBA. So to me, oh, yeah. that as a parent, that's a vision right there. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. you gotta you got to do what you gotta do. Think outside the box. I mean, this is a woman, you know what I mean? And she's like, Yeah, no, I have to push this forward because there's no reason why my daughter can't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, yeah, things like that, that's why I admire about some women that are not afraid to really push the envelope and say, all right, then you know what? If you won't let me have it, then I'm going to take it. And that's exactly right. what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And amen. Let me ask you this one. If you could sit down and um, speak to somebody, anybody past or present, could be anyone just to pick their brain and learn from, who would it be? Dolores Jordan, Michael Jordan's mother. Really? So I met her in February at the um, All-Star Game. And I was talking to her for just like five minutes um, because I'm part of an organization with mothers and we had an event. Mm. And she was one of the people that we invited and she came and she spoke. And she's so humble and she's so quiet. But as she's speaking, she was talking about what it was like to raise uh, Michael Jordan. And she was talking about all the things that they had to go through in their lives. And I'm like, wow. To me, she's original OG. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she knows because yeah. now basketball life now and then two totally different things, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have social media back then. You didn't have half the things that we have now. Oh, right? yeah. so, yep. you know what I mean? so to build yourself as a player, not the same. You know what I mean? To support your child then, not the same. Because then there was no, you know what I mean? You're not going to find how to raise your child in the Britannica uh, encyclopedia. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's not in there. There's no agent that talks about that, right? So you really have to have your wits about you. So for me, I would love just to pick her brain and talk to her and say, Miss Jordan, you know what I mean? I wish we could have continued the conversation that we were in, but I was just blessed that I was able to get, you know what I mean? Like a, a minute or two of her time. But her, I would love to sit down and just like, what was it like back then? 
Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Never heard that answer before. But, but <laughs> Wendy, uh, before we, we sign off of this podcast right now, where can we all uh, find you and your shows online? I'm on IG, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Courtside Moms. Um, also, my episodes drop every Wednesday. So we have a fresh one coming tomorrow. Perfect. And we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, which I'm trending now on Apple. I can't nice. believe it. Nice. Yes. And wherever you find your favorite podcast, that's where I'm at. We're like on a, a lot of platforms. Everywhere. I listen to you yes. on Spotify. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And visually, go to YouTube. I have a YouTube channel and Courtside Moms. So you just type that up and we're in there, man. And we have um, all of our shows are there. And it's, it's, it's great because, like I said, you can see the, the difference in the, the first episode up until now. You know what I mean? You see the different types of mothers and the different levels of basketball. Because for me, it's not just about um, NBA. It's about mm-hmm. pro basketball. So whether you're in the NBA, whether you're in WNBA, G League, um, overseas, that's who I'm interested in because I want people to understand that there's many circuits of basketball. So if your dream is to get to the, to the NBA and you don't make it, don't think that your dream can't still be alive. Don't think that the end of basketball is done. It's not. Why can't you go to these other circuits and right. play and play the sport you love and get paid for it, right? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like something I heard, you know, when you're, thinking about your life and something doesn't work out it's almost like your mind has to be like a gps and just recalculate and go a different route revamp absolutely Mm -hmm. just start over like you said reroute yourself it 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 can happen you know what i mean like you're right if i love that analogy with the gps because if you don't get where you're going you don't just sit there and shut your car off and say i can't go (laughs) you have to find another route right i mean so you get oh, what can't ways. find it. I'll just sit in this spot right here. Yeah, I'm just going to stay here. You know what I mean? And, and, and you just, that's it. You know what I mean? You just find another route in and you make it work. That's what life is. You do what you want to do, right? Absolutely. So you can sit or you can move. Now, I Wendy, move. good. Now, now, Wendy, listen, thank you so much for coming on this show. <laughs> this is the first, but I do not think it will be the last because I got a lot more things I think I want to ask you. Um, Absolutely. Anytime. Perfect. Thank you so much. That is Wendy Sparks, the host of Courtside Moms and the mom of Orlando Magic Center, Kim Birch. Wendy, I'm looking forward to speaking to you again soon. Anytime. All right. Thanks for having me on your show. Nope. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at oxp.media or at microach 7 where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.